0: Yeah, I mean, I think I would ask how they structure engagements. Because when you talk about from a people perspective, so tell me how you're going to staff my engagement. I think that is going to tell a lot, right? And
1: And we're back in the studio again. Um, back in the studio. Yeah, testing out some changes to to my setup. Mm-hmm. So I think I mentioned on here, and we have talked offline. Um, you know, we're gonna be moving in a month, so my my setup for like the next year or so has to be a, a a bit more flexible, maybe a little bit more mobile. So I've been using a standing desk for several years, but now I got one that's a bit smaller, and it's actually on a tripod. So like I could easily pick it up and move it. I I still, you know, wherever I'm going, like I'll have the, well, not wherever I'm going, I know where I'm going. (laughs) But however we decide (laughs) to set things up up when we get there, however I decide to set things up there, I'll still mount the bigger display there, but then I can move this around. But also as part of that, I've also been playing with other things with the new desk. So I've actually got the camera mounted here on, on a similar thing like it it has a similar mount to to like a tripod um but it's you know a single post clamped to the desk and then i actually mounted the light on another one so Mm.
0: like
1: i've had like those little like loom cubes and you know like i've had it off to the side here i actually have it in front of me now with the camera so got the microphone mounted on there the camera the the light so i'm still playing around with organization and stuff so i actually just got it set up this morning so i'll probably change it around a bit more but uh trying to make this a more of a professional uh, outfit you have
0: to snap a picture and put it on slack
1: yeah i will yeah I'll, i'll share a picture with everyone once i get it cleaned up still need to organize the cables a bit and clean up a bit but yeah i will i'll share a picture uh of the the updated setup as you're as you're getting
0: cleaned up my you you can't see it on camera but off just off to the periphery here my office is an absolute mess, so anyway.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about it before, you know, like, you know, people try to have, like, this, you know, nice, polished background, but, like, what you usually don't see right on the other side of the camera. Yeah. They, they, that's normal. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, by the way,
0: and I don't know if this is going to make you self-conscious or not, but we have a fan. Uh, who I talked to the other day of the podcast who listens on his commute into the office. okay and uh, he, he he said, uh, you know love love listening to the show. So if you if you're in the, if you're in the Miami area um, and you're commuting into the office, you know, we appreciate you listening to the show and gonna give you your personal shout out here. But he said, I think I can't remember the episode, but he's like, I think you were talking about so-and-so that works for me on that episode. is like, that was a conversation you and him. I'm like, It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. I can't I can't remember exactly, but sometimes, you know. It's hard not for our day to day to kind of seep into the the podcast. Yeah. So I think he may have recognized one of the discussions we were having as one of the discussions that we were having with uh, with him internally. So.
1: Oh, insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's
0: crazy. People are listening. That's cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I it it's still weird to me that. Uh, and by the way, just just so listeners know, as we're recording this, I, I'm I'm trying to. I have I have you in one ear and I have. Uh, a Twitch stream running in my other ear because there's a streamer that messaged me the other day and said, Hey, if you want to stop by my Twitch stream, I'm thinking about reading uh, your, your uh, A is for analytics book on my stream, which happened to coincide with the time that we're recording. So here's the funny thing as I'm listening to him stream in one ear, and we're talking here, I'm finding myself like, Talking like a streamer and like just BSing like a streamer. Like, wait a minute, no, we're recording a podcast here. So <laughs> I'm like, well I'm not a streamer, but I, I. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but I was gonna say that. um How many years in are we to doing this, and how many crazy episodes deep we are? I still five years in. It it's still like catches me off guard when someone
1: says, "I listen to your podcast." <laughs>
0: And you and re- remember the Vegas story?
1: Yes. I mean, yeah, right? I do remember the Vegas story. Yes.
0: Down down in Vegas at, a, uh, I can't remember what hotel I was in. There was at Caesars Palace. I was in Caesars Palace at the Starbucks in Caesars Palace ordering coffee. And someone recognized my voice as I was ordering coffee. I like, wait, are you Jason from the 33 Tangents podcast? I'm like, what? What is happening here? It still, like, freaks me out. Yeah. but it's awesome. Like, I mean,
1: it, it's insane. It's and and I, I love hearing that, like, you know, I, you, you see the downloads, but the, the people are actually listening to it and, and taking something away. Yeah. I, I've said it so many times and I'll just reiterate again, like this, this podcast was just a wild ass idea. Yeah. It, it was meant to just be a creative outlet. Some of the conversations we were having internally, I'm like, if we recorded this, someone maybe is going to listen. And it turns out people are like, this is, this was just meant to to mirror the conversations we we have internally when, when certain things come up.
0: Yeah. And hopefully people are getting value out of it. Right. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, yes, we want to entertain, but we also hopefully we're talking about things that people Mm -hmm. are able to walk away with that. It's like, I'm glad I spent that hour listening to Jim and Jason because help me with this problem or makes me a little bit better in my job or helps me be a bit more informed about our industry. So, Mm
1: -hmm. or just, Hey, I'm not the only one dealing with this kind of situation Yeah, because sometimes you start to feel so isolated. It's like, I'm the only one that has this problem or is dealing with this, this the scenario. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, talking about streaming before we actually get into, into our topic, one of my goals this year is to turn this into. Into a live stream. Mm. My, my goal is we can be real. We can be real life streamers. We can be real life streamers. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do all the crazy emotes, but one to of like
0: cool lighting behind us. And
1: yeah, once once I get set up in in my new location, I'll see if I can't get like one of those things behind you, know, like those lights that hear your voice and kind of the lights dance based on your voice and you're talking. I've seen a few other streamers have it. Yeah. Either that or I'll do like the really cool like noise dampening wall like i i think things like paneling on the wall i think it
0: would be i i i think we should give it a good run i know we tried not we not necessarily streaming but there were a couple of times where we said hey we're gonna we're recording right now throw us your questions and we had a lo- a really difficult time getting engagement but i want to believe that that there are at least maybe a small group of people that would love to engage live. And, and, and we still have this on demand, right? We're still going to publish afterwards out to the network so you can always get it. But I think it would be super cool. I mean, how many episodes are in are we like What 250?
1: This is 250.
0: I mean, people have got to be tired of just hearing a Jason and Jim all the time. Like let's get other people involved and make this a bit more interactive. I think it'd be super cool.
1: And that's the idea I had coming into this year. How can we further, um, engage with those that are listening so it's and I don't want to just do it haphazardly so this kind of became like an impromptu tease for it Um, I, I really want to think it out and how do we do it so that our listeners who enjoy the podcast format of listening to it on their commute and whatnot still get what they're used to but then also adding the the live streaming component where those people that do want to, to chat post questions or just kind of see it as, as we record, we can also look to add that option.
0: Yeah. And I think I, you know, obviously the behind the scenes stuff, but like for me, it's just, I, I mean, I think we have a a really compelling format and we, we talked about a lot of really important things, but just think how cool it'd be to kind of, quickly be able to pivot that on the fly as people are interacting with this live with questions or feedback. I just, I think it would be super cool. Yeah. Same here. So
1: yeah. Um, cool. So, all right. So we are running a little bit behind today. So let's jump in. I'm going to try to be
0: focused, but
1: (laughs) no problem. Uh, let's, let's jump into, to our conversation for today. So we're going to wrap up the 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 topic we've been going with with the, for the last couple weeks around digital analytics agencies and we did tease it a bit last week as we were wrapping up yeah um but the question i want to pose today like uh last week we we spoke about like why would a company want to to hire a digital analytics agency and we talked about how some are kind of feel like that that fomo the or the, the need to keep up with the Joneses, you know, our competitor just hired an agency, so we need to do it. Or everyone's telling us we need to do it. So we're going to hire you even though we don't really know why we're doing it. Yeah. Um, today I want to talk about like, for those that have defined their reason, their purpose for, for bringing in a digital analytics agency, um, and the needs for that agency. Um, not just the, the purpose for, why they're doing it but the uh the, the specific needs they need from that that partner. How do you find the the digital analytics agency that is right for you? Well, I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head is we
0: have to start with that conversation, right? And um I I think most, well, I it, it maybe it's not most. A lot of the conversations I have, they haven't thought through that. Right? They again, we need help, we don't know why we need help, so help us. Um, and Hopefully you come across an empathetic um, analytics agency that you're looking to partner with and they help you through that part of the conversation in the sales process, but a lot won't, right? So hopefully if you're listening to this, you've now made, to me- made a mental note. When I go out to look for services before I ever start talking to anybody, I need to figure out what I'm trying to solve for. Right. And it's like with anything else, you know, we think about, Man, I know I want to pause this too. Um, We need to understand why we're we're doing that before we get into the conversation.
1: Well, yeah, because it's like you're going to find those unscrupulous ones out there that see someone that doesn't have their reason, you know, clearly defined as to why they're doing this, and they're going to jump all over it. They think about think about the cliche used car salesman. Yeah. Um, No, that's what
0: it is. Right. And you're going to get high pressure sales tactics. You're going to get,
1: Oh, come on. You, you, got to think about this. You haven't heard about X, Y, Z. Oh man. You are missing out your competitors. I know they're on it. 50% of your industry has already moved to that. You're, you're, you're already behind. You didn't know about it, but you're already behind.
0: Yeah as I was saying, I think the most important place to start is why are we looking for, for an analytics uh, partner and what kind of analytics partner are we looking for? And I think, I think lots of service companies have the same problem is, Oh, you do consulting. So you're all the same. And yeah. they're, you know, speaking of ice cream on the stream that we were just watching, it's, it's way more than Baskin Robbins. There's way more than 32 flavors, right? There just hundreds, thousands of different flavors of consulting. And if you don't know what you're looking for, you may end up with you know, some flavor that you absolutely hate. And unfortunately we see that happen so much in, in analytics and why so many people have said they've had a negative experience with analytics or with consulting in general. And I think that while there are some, definitely some bad agencies, while I think there are definitely bad consultants, I want to believe that most of those bad experiences are because there are thousands of flavors of ice cream available and you don't know why you're even getting ice cream, let alone the flavor you want. And so you get handed some random ice cream cone and it's a a flavor you just dislike. And that's like, Oh, I just had a bad consulting experience. Well, yes, but to be fair, (laughs) you didn't even know you wanted ice cream. And then when you decided you were going to get ice cream, you, you had no clue what flavor. And so you said, yeah, they're all the same. Just give me a flavor.
1: And then you got raisin and you're like, this is awful. This is garbage.
0: All ice cream is garbage. Yeah. (laughs) It's not right. And to some people that, that might be delicious. So, you know, not all services are, are the same. And so you have to be really, really clear. And if you're not clear, put in the work, um, if you still don't know, hopefully as you're going through the sales process, you have a good agency because you'll know this right up front. If, if you have an agency that's taking the used car approach with you, you know it's something an agency you don't want to be involved in. If it's an agency in the sales process that says, wait a minute, let's, let's make sure we're the right fit for you. Let's make sure that you like this flavor of ice cream. That's a really good sign, right? That they want to help you through that process. If they come to you and say, oh, oh we're just the best ice cream. Well, what flavor is it? Don't worry about it. It's just all really good. Red flag. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and we've talked about it time and time and time again is if there is any sense you have to do this now, there is no time to wait. You are wasting time. In fact, you are already behind. That's red flag number two. Yeah. that this agency is not the right fit. Any any
0: pressure tactics, again, walk away, right? Red yeah. flag. Um, pressure tactics tend to come, and this happens in the product space as well. You know, we're talking used car sales. Um, this happens in the product space as well, where they're looking at you as a transaction. I don't really care if you buy from me again, because I might not even be in this job tomorrow. So I'm just trying to get my paycheck right now, right? They don't really care. They're just trying to this is just a transaction people and companies that are investing the time they're not using FUD. They're, they're helping educate you through the process. They're trying to determine, are we even a good fit for each other? They're doing that because they're looking for not a transaction, but a relationship and fine. There may be some occasions where the transaction is all you need, but, If you're truly looking to leverage analytics as a competitive advantage, if you're looking to leverage analytics to better understand your customers so you can create more positive experiences with your customers, um, you can't partner with an analytics agency that sees you as a transaction. You have to find an agency that is looking to build a relationship with you. So look for those red flags, and if you see them,
1: Right. Yeah, because, I mean, I have one idea in my head, but I want to pose it as, as a question. Like, you, you talk about the relationship. So let, let's dive into that, the relationship component. When you find the agency that is more interested in building a relationship, what what does an organization see? Like, what are some of the outcomes from from that kind of approach? Sorry, from a transactional? For, or from no, a, no, from the other, you know, actually building a relationship. So so the outcomes are
0: are meaningful outcomes, right? So, And and let me compare and contrast because that may be the best way to to describe it. So as a transactional relationship, what am I going to focus on? A deliverable, a document, uh, and sure, those things are important, but they're selling you this tangible thing, right? Here, pay me for that, I'm out. A company, an agency that is more interested in a relationship is going to talk about what it's going to enable. This is going to allow you to, this is going to enable this as, you know, this is going to help your team go from an average level to a pro level, to have your team go from a pro level to an elite level. They're, they're looking at bigger, longer outcomes rather than we're here to, and, and we've seen this a lot. Um, I, in fact, I've had people ask me for this and they don't know what they're asking for. Well, well why did so and so agency it's a good example. We we have no idea what our analytics is doing. Our executive team said we're not getting any value from it. We need someone to come in and help understand like what's going on. Awesome, we can do that. It's a 3-month project. What? Why is it a 3-month project? Well, we have to understand your team. We have to understand um, what the business does. We have to understand how it's using data today. We have to go through the technical uh, audit and analysis to see if the data is good. We have to understand the cultural and relationship issues. There's a lot that we have to unpack in order to give you a really good view of where. Well, I talked to so and so agency the other day, and they said 48 hours. So, like, <laughs> what? What are we talking about here? Right? Like, you want me to run a scan? I can run a scan for you in 20 minutes. You want? Do you want a transaction, or do you truly want someone to come in and help you? in a position where you can explode the value that your organization is delivering for the company right and and unfortunately i think there is way too much transaction happening because people don't care. The agency doesn't care. They just want to get paid. And unfortunately, a lot of people that are, are being tasked with bringing in an analytics partner don't care either. They're just being told you have to do this. So to them, it's a checklist item. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm doing this, but my boss is yelling at me. We got to do this. We have to do this audit. So the faster I can get it done, the better. These guys are going to do it in 20 minutes. I don't really care what the results are. I just want to be able to check it off the list that I did it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and And to add to that, you, with that relationship, you get a partner that understands your specific business and, and how that immediately starts to materialize is, is your conversations, the output that's produced, the outcomes of the engagement are centered around your business, not just generic, generic use cases. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're specific to, to your business. Say you're running an e-commerce shop. The you know the way you specifically look to engage with customers, how you run promos, how you get them to a product page. You know, if you have brick and mortar stores, maybe there's ways you try to bring them into store. They're going to approach it with your specific, you know, use cases in mind, and they're going to become they're going to get to know your business and and be able to speak with a level, yeah, and speak with and speak with a level of familiarity versus coming with, Oh, you're an e-commerce shop. Well, here's how, you know, here's how we set up data collection for the funnel. Here's how we analyze card abandonment. Here's how we do those kind of things without any kind of lens into the way you run your business. And,
0: and let's talk about why that happens. It comes down to margins. And it comes down to, am I playing the short game or am I playing the long game? And with the short game, you're rarely going to get much of a return on your investment. With the long game, you're probably going to get multiples of a return on your investment. The short game is all about efficiencies from an agency perspective. We need to get the work done as quick as possible to check the box that we got it done so we can get paid. As long as it's within the... Uh, bucket of hours they bought by the way (laughs) i'm not going to go down that 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 uh that path but you know this episode (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying like they're 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 trying to they're trying to do as much as they can with as little effort on their site as they can because they know that that's where their their margins are so if i can run some scripts do some copy paste you know say it took me 10 hours to do that then my my margin is going to be a lot better than if i actually put in the work that it takes to truly understand the business to craft a a not a one size fits all but a truly unique just for you deliverable because i've put in the hard work of talking of researching of figuring out what the business needs that's hard it's hard and it's not something you can do in 48 hours but now margins right it's like wait a minute. So I can run a script that gives them a deliverable and it's super fast and a 20 year old kid can do it. Or I have to
1: hire what? I was going to say that's what I was about to touch on. And
0: and I have, or do I have to hire someone that's been around for 15 years, really knows business. They're going to be expensive. They're going to want to take the time to talk to people, to um, investigate the business, to understand what the business does so that they can put together a truly personalized set of recommendations. Where am I going to get my money on that? I can only charge, you know, 250 an hour for their time and I'm not going to make that up. Might as well go the, the cheap route. What people don't understand is that with the cheap, you get what you pay for, right? And in fact, you think it's cheap, but it ends up costing you more in the long run because you're getting a bad implementation. It's not sustainable. You're making business decisions on bad data, whereas the long-term approach may take you a bit more time, definitely is going to cost you more money, but you're going to have a sustainable solution. You're going to have data you trust. You're going to have advice from true experts. And and so that's really kind of a a huge differentiator when, when you think about it and why agencies choose to go this model of hiring cheap, automating as much as they can, because that's where the margins are. And I have on more than one occasion, I'm not going to name names, have caught an agency doing the copy paste. And what the copy paste is, is we have a set of quote playbooks on our shelf uh, by industry, by solution. And so you come in, it's like, oh, Jim works in auto and in, you know, he's in auto sales and, um, He's trying to do an implementation. Great. Here's our playbook for it. Let me do a quick find and replace and replace, you know, generic auto company A with Jim's auto sales. Let's replace the generic logo with Jim's logo. Boom. Here's your deliverable. I've caught them because there've been occasions where they didn't get all the updates in (laughs) and it referenced a generic name. It referenced a client that was the previous client they used this template for. And how do I know how to look for that? I did it. I did it at a, I did it at an Omniture um, at a time when we were scaling, we were growing very, very quickly, faster than we could scale. We came up with this, I think we called it project fusion or something. Basically it was a set of playbooks that were done by vertical. And when a company came in, we had a process where we did a find and replace and we updated logos and we updated screenshots and said, here's your deliverable. And looking back on it, I feel horrible <laughs> that we took that approach, but companies continue to do it today because it's fast, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So. And, and the faster you can get, you know, you can get something done for one client, the next one, you know, quicker you can move on to another client yeah, and right? I can, because, because with those organizations, it's all about volume. Yeah. And where I wanted to, to touch on with that and, and add to what you were saying is, is, Two episodes ago when we were talking about agency red flags, you know, we were, we talked about the dirty little secret with agencies getting kickbacks from tech vendors and, and that influences and bias, you know, creates a bias for the agency. The other dirty little secret that, you know, people don't realize unless they've worked in digital marketing and digital analytics consulting, the practice is, is during the sales process. They're going to roll out their most experienced people. Yeah. They're going to ro- they're going to roll out their 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 senior architects, their principal architects, and they're going to keep them on for the first couple of weeks of the project, you know, with the initial discovery. But then they quickly roll that person off and bring in the person with a year and a half's worth of experience. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yes. But they're still with what they've sold you on that that architect with 15 years experience yeah. in this space plus another 10 prior to that consulting else, you know, in other industries, this is going to be your main point of contact. And then you get someone that is, you know, 22 years old and just learning the ropes.
0: And a, and agencies have perfected this. And, and I was the 22 year old consultant at one point in time. And I'm glad that there's a system in place there should be a mentorship system in place for, Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not talking about like that, right? but it's the,
0: it's where companies are. They, look, this is by design and they've designed it really, they know what they're doing, right? They, they hire a few high end people that are very active publicly. So they're kind of the visible face of the, co- of the company. They're active in the sales process. And to your point, they're active in the engagements for a couple of weeks and then they disappear they're going to come back, you know, every quarter, so they're going to come back on renewal. Hey, love you guys doing great. How you doing? It's like, what do you mean? Where have you been the last six months, dude? Like, you don't, you have no idea what we're doing. Right. But so it's a very, very deliberate decision to trot out these high end people that are, are really, really good at what they do to justify a high uh, project price, high hourly rate. Then they, they yank them off the project and staff it with a bunch of people that have a year of experience. And you're the, and the problem is, is that's fine, right? Like if you know that that's what you're getting into, I think there are definitely situations where, look, we're in totally immature as a con- company, you know, we want to give these kids a chance, fine, but pay, pay the reasonable price for it. You shouldn't be paying high end top dollar for a 20 year veteran and then get a, uh replace right like a nope you're out swap them out put in someone else that's fine but you got to adjust we we have to adjust something here
1: because something's off right and I I love the good old blended rate. (laughs) Blended rate. It's such a lie right yeah the blended rate oh yeah 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 you know Jim you know yeah you you'll be you'll you'll be spending five hours a week on this project yeah and and we'll have John on it too five hours a week but then the switch happens and, yeah, like when they go to calculate that blinded rate, they'll do exactly what we were talking about with the uh, well, Jim has this much experience. so he's his rate yeah. is this versus John, who is is this. um but but still, they they always overestimate the senior person. and and I want to clarify, and go back to something you said, we're not talking about mentoring new people coming into the industry. We're not bashing people who were trying to get a foothold and trying to learn. We're talking about a bait and switch where you are given the expectation that, oh, yeah, we talked to Jim through the sales process. We know the level of experience he has. You're expecting to work with Jim. Um, And a couple weeks in, next thing you know, somebody else is, is your project lead and Jim maybe shows up once a month.
0: Yeah. And, and again, I think that that's why these conversations are so important. And we're so blunt and transparent in kind of pulling back the covers and saying, here's how services work. Because what we have found over the last 10 years is when you are honest in the process, look, there's way more work than we can do. There's way more work than any one agency can do. And so the goal should be to find that match because that's where you get the most value. You have the best experiences, but we can't get the right match if we're unwilling to have the conversations about what we do. Again, if you're a a new consultancy and you're staffing it with 20 year old kids, that's great. There's a match for you out there that is a perfect match for where you are, your maturity and the services you offer. But you have to be transparent about that so that you can find the right match for you. If you're out there pretending you're something you're not, again, going back to the ice cream example, the chances of you selling an ice cream flavor that is not a good fit for who you're selling it to is really, really high. Because there's thousands of flavors and people only maybe like two two or three flavors. You're gonna screw this up, right? And so that's why we've been incredibly transparent in how we work. We've been incredibly transparent and blunt in the sales process because we truly want to find that match where it is a really, really good fit because we know from experience, that's where the value creation happens. And more importantly at a personal level, that's where good experiences happen. And people can say I've had a lot of shitty experiences with consulting, but that, that 33 sticks experience was amazing. And it's not that we're doing anything like earth shattering. It's we're recognizing that there is a certain flavor that people like, and we're very, very clear in what that flavor is and we're matching it together. And that's
1: where the beauty happens. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's start to, 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 to wrap this up and, and wrap up this, the, this particular series of episodes. Um, if there was, if you're an organization looking to bring in a services partner, if you could ask one question and one question only to give you an idea of what that experience would be, what would be that question?
0: Oh, that's a good question. And I
1: mean, it's hard because <laughs> you know, hard obviously,
0: so many. But like, um, do you have a
1: go to that kind of tells you, I think I know where this is going to go?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I would ask how they structure engagements. Because when you talk about from a people perspective, so tell me how you're going to staff my engagement. I think that is going to tell a lot. Right. And Again, are you, are you going to tell me the truth? Or are you going to tell me what I want to hear? And then we're going to change that later. I don't know. That's something you're going to have to figure out. But stat, how, how an agency plans to staff an engagement tells a lot, right? Because if I come in and say, hey, we really understand client A, what you're trying to do. And Jim is our, our right fit for you. He's been with the company, what, eight years? He's been in the industry for 18 years. Uh, He has expertise in X, Y, and Z that that we decided during the sales process are the most important things to you. He is going to engage with you. He is going to be on your engagement from day one to the end. Here's how it's going to look that's a completely different conversation from well we have a we have a team of 5 you know jim's going to be the project manager and then then lisa's going to be the the person manager and then john's going to be the implementer and and then we have another person and and they just kind of show up and they're really customer success and then we have this other person and they're they're from a billing perspective like you know when you start hearing that you're like uh oh you know i'm going to get a bunch of people that don't really understand what i'm trying to do trying to play all these different roles um and one of the biggest things that we hear uh, as far as negative experiences is man we really love jim and he was we were making great progress and then all of a sudden two months into our engagement we have a new person and they're nice and all but we got to start over again and then we started and they stick around for three months and then we got a new person you know why they do that they're trying to play load balancing they're trying to do all the stuff to have margins uh, addressed and, 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 and it creates
1: a bad experience right so and it goes back to what you were talking about a transaction versus a relationship yeah Because if, you know, they just see you as another line item that they need to move people around. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things like when, when we look across our portfolio of clients, we take it very seriously. If it's talking about shifting, who's running an engagement, it happens. It doesn't happen very often. And, Go ahead go. Just no, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go
0: ahead go ahead i was gonna
1: say it doesn't happen very often and when it does it, there's a point to it whereas like say a an engagement has pivoted and we need to bring in other bits of experience but usually the people that were on from the beginning still stay on to a degree
0: so i'm gonna change what's the show where the guy's like was it was it the uh, nicholas cage was it,
1: let's go i don't know
0: oh i'm gonna have to find an incentive to you okay i'm gonna change my answer yeah so I'm not going to ask about how they're going to staff engagements. I'm going to ask a two-part question. What is the median length of employment or employee tenure for your company, for your consultants? And what is the median length of engagement that you have with your clients?
1: Oh, those, those are good.
0: Right. Yeah, those are if good they question. come back
1: and say, well, the
0: median uh, tenure of our employees is uh, 18 months, is nine months. If they come back and say, well, our median uh, uh, relationship with our clients is six months, red flag, right? Because high turnover on the employment side is gonna tell a lot about how they staff their engagements, their philosophy on how they deliver services. If it's crappy, they are not sticking around for very long. So you're gonna see high turnover. Same is true on the client side, right? And if, if you're and again, if this is um, all in the context of I'm looking for a relationship and not a transaction. And so if it's transactional, you're going to see very low length of employment times and very low project times. You know, we, we, we turn projects out really like a month, six weeks, eight weeks, right? If I'm looking for a meaningful relationship where we're truly unlocking huge value, you're going to find stability employees. You know, length of employment is going to be in years you know, longer years, depending on the length of the company and your, your, um, client engagements are going to be in the term of years and not weeks or months. Yes. Agreed. I, think, I think that would be very telling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a good place to, to, to leave it at from here. Cool. Because I mean, like th- there are so many other questions I think we can get into, yeah. but then I think it starts to dilute it. I think the, the items that we talked about, especially those last two, um, are really, really helpful in determining right off the bat. If, if who you're talking to is a, a right fit for your organization, yeah, absolutely. but again, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Well, how we started this conversation. So you don't get taken for a ride mm-hmm. before you start evaluating potential partners. Know why? Yeah, you're going to go through that process, and if you,
0: and if you can answer that question, you have a much higher likelihood of getting a multiplier as a return on your investment. And again, more importantly, you're going to have a much better likelihood of having a good experience. And really, the ex, you you know, if we're not having good experiences, why are we doing this? Yeah. So
1: cool. All right, fun topic, fun series of episodes. We got some new topics coming up in the the coming weeks. So let's go ahead and wrap up here and talk to everyone later. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33 sticks.com or on the web at 33 tangents33 sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.